0: Hi, this is Rachel Bello, and this is Suzanne Muchen, and you're
1: listening to The Big Path Podcast. Suzanne and I have been best friends and business partners for 20 years. This is a podcast about the conversations we're having all day long about our work and our lives. Suzanne, you know, your dad, my favorite person, almost favorite person in the world, wrote me the other day an email asking me what you want for your birthday. And we had this long exchange and it was really striking because I couldn't think of any things that you couldn't buy yourself, even though now you can't be buying anything because we have a deal you're not supposed to be buying anything. And what I ended up telling him is um,
0: time. She just needs time alone. Well, thank God he called you actually because of all the people, you would know what I need. And yeah, I would say – That I can't even come up with something material, not because I have everything, but it's just not what would make me feel really special. But if I just could have a day, like let's say at the peninsula or somewhere where I could truly from start to finish, maybe I would even want to wake up there, like stay there the night before, and then have a whole day that would be the best gift anybody could give okay, me. Okay, but how are you going to eat? Because in an earlier podcast
1: that I actually didn't say it at the time, but I was so shocked when you said that
0: you hate eating alone. Yeah, I do. What is that about? It's my mother. I mean, my mother hated eating alone. And uh, she made me feel like if I saw someone at a restaurant who was eating alone, that that was the saddest Thing that could ever happen to that person. Okay, I actually then want
1: to challenge. First of all,
0: that's totally
1: fucked up, of you and your mother. I'm going to put that both in one bucket. You just like put you both out to sea there in, in different buckets. But let's just say this: I actually, and I've been, I was thinking about this since your father got in touch with me. I said what I know you would say to me, which yeah. is, I want time alone. Yep. But I want to challenge that. I actually think that the more I've thought about this, it's not that you really want time alone. I think you want something else. In fact, I think that when all of us start wanting – start whining about wanting me time, like I want more me time or time alone, we're playing into this big cultural con game um, that has
0: gone pretty much unexplored. Oh, so are we going to explore that? Because I I know so many women – Guys, too, I'm sure, but just the women who have said to us recently, oh, on my birthday... I want to spend the day alone. So if you've got another take on that, I'm all ears. Oh, I, I think we can definitely develop another take on that because
1: if you run with that and go, yeah, it's either about being alone or sacrificing yourself in the times that you're not alone, that is just a no-win situation. So we're gonna have to completely change the perspective on this. Mm-hmm. This is gonna change your life. I'm telling you. Graceless night. All right, so Suzanne, I'm challenging this whole myth of needing alone time and that what that means is necessarily that you need time dedicated to just you off in a separate space by yourself. That's the fantasy. That's the fantasy we all have at certain points in our life just a lot. And that's what is meant by me time. And I just am calling bullshit on that. And I'm going to ask you to describe to me, what is it that gives rise to your scream
0: in your head of needing alone time? When I look at a typical week, or a typical, you know, set of days, all I can see is, block, like if it were a calendar, just blocks colored in of commitments. So work meetings that are there on my calendar and networking lunches that are there on my calendar and coming home. And it's not just making dinner for Joey and David, but it's thinking about dinner and then going to the store. Even right now, I literally just texted Joey just now, what do you want for dinner? Which means that the time between us leaving this studio and going home, I don't have me time. I'm going to the store to pick out dinner, to cook dinner at home. So The absence of feeling like I actually am doing what I want to do can't take place in that – the context I just described. Right. So
1: here's what I'm hearing. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the um, starve and binge pattern – of dieters where in the time that they're not eating they're just not eating at all and then of course the reaction to that is the need to binge right because it's constant deprivation and then therefore co- you know complete well, binging. it's like intermittent fasting is the whole craze I- right exactly now. so yeah. I- i'm but saying but they say it works it's stupid don't I don't get me on that track so no but i'm just saying the the what you, the error in this thinking is that your those blocks on your calendar that you dread yeah that's what we need to look at like we need to start thinking about inserting me time inside every as many moments as we can during the day so that your reaction isn't okay now i need to actually go to antarctica in a hazmat suit and and lose my
0: number but how is that even possible when my job in those blocks is to do something in service. That's how I make a living. Ah, there you – but, oh, first of all, we just did this last
1: week. We went through our calendars, remember? Oh, yeah. You made me go through mine because yes. I was having my struggle. You were having a freakout. Right. But right now we're talking about your freakouts because you're the weak person and we, I'm the wise person. Then can we talk about yours? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. But – Let's, so we went wah, through wah, your calendar. Wah. and wah. I'm not going to be home until the end of March. <laughs> I'm not going to have a night at home until the end of March. First of all, I don't, I had dulcet tones when I was saying <laughs> it. Um, you, we looked through your calendar, and what we noticed was, first of all, there were lots of people where I said, and why do you have to have that person on your calendar? And you were just like, because I don't want to disappoint them. Right. Right. And then I thought – And then there were other people on your calendar where they want to talk about what? Why do you want You don't want to talk about that. And you were like, no. And I said, is there anything you would want to talk about with that person? And you were like, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So we can either get rid of some of the people where there's nothing in it for you or make it something that there is something for you. So we're creating fuel for you every day. Your me, your little me, is getting fueled instead of starved so that it has to go binge out there at the peninsula.
0: How would that work? I mean, take a real lunch. So I have a lunch with someone in my network, and I go into that lunch thinking, okay, I'm about to spend an hour or 90 minutes exerting a certain kind of energy to maintain that relationship. Well, hold on. I would say, first of all, you can say to somebody, first of all,
1: how many times do you get incoming requests, because I get it all the time, where they're asking to, quote, Pick your brain. My least favorite phrase, always, always. Okay, yeah. So rather than either do one of the two things that you and I do, which is put them off until May, as if May's never going to come, or
0: I just don't know go. What you're talking uh, about okay?
1: Fuck it, I'll do it on Monday afternoon. And yeah. It's okay, and then I'll demand me time Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Right? What you say is tell me, tell me what's up for you, and you look at that and 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 tell me what's up for you and then you know maybe I can help or maybe not just so I can see how you and then that forces them to tell you in advance the kinds of things they want to talk about you pick something in there where you go oh yeah I'd like to talk about that because that's there's something there for me I've been thinking about that a little bit too or I'm curious about that if there's nothing there you can say, I'm not sure I can help you, be
0: be of much help, but I can tell you who might be of help to you, and then you're servicing it. Okay, that's really good. And I would look forward to those time blocks on my calendar much more yep. if I thought I was going to get something out of it. But what am I supposed to do about the fact that even in my home, in my own home, and I cannot believe that I'm not alone, I can't be alone in this, that I'll be at home, and let's say there's a sliver of time, let's say from 5.30 to 6, where the house is quiet. Mm-hmm. The minute that I hear someone coming up the steps, and it can be somebody I love a lot, my mm-hmm. child, my husband. All of a sudden, the bubble over my head is, there goes my me time. Yeah, but you know what I do? What? what? I used to do. Um, I need
1: to meditate for 15 minutes, so I'm going to be in the room just meditating for 15 minutes. Can you just – I'll be – completely here at 545. But isn't that about escaping? It's demanding your time inside this space rather than just immediately paving over my need for me time, serving, serving,
0: serving, and then demanding a week at the peninsula. So here's a good example of that. When I'm in the kitchen cooking, I often put my iPad like on the counter so that I can watch my show while I'm cooking, which is my all-time favorite thing Mm. to do. The minute someone comes into the kitchen, whether it's David or Joey, I turn it off because I feel bad. Like, oh, now they're in the kitchen, so I should be paying attention to them. But you're saying I should just keep watching my show. Absolutely. You know, my sister definitely became
1: the great cook she is because it was her refuge in service. Right. So I am making this amazing meal for you guys. Leave me the fuck alone. Yes. That's how I feel. Right. Exactly. So I think so much of what I'm hearing is the shoulds around, but I'll disappoint. And we have to find ways to make our encounters with the world, social, our families, at work work for us so that we are not so starved for being alone and so assuming that me time has to be isolated time. So
0: you did this with me when
1: I was oh. complaining about my calendar. So recently. you you
0: actually said to me and I couldn't believe this because it's so foreign to me that anybody's life would be this way and you said, I don't have a night where I'm home before 9 o'clock or something, 9.30, until the end of March. And I just thought, okay, I would die, number one. And number two, why did you do that to yourself, Because Well, here's the thing. I live in Harlem. There's an explanation. I
1: live in Harlem. So where I used to be able to have breakfasts or lunch or meet me for coffee, just it would be like a 35-minute thing. I'd go to the corner to this great espresso bar and meet somebody. Now it's... Uh, forty minutes to wherever I want to go. Then you have the meeting, and then it's forty minutes back. It's like I can't decimate the time in my day like that. So everything gets pushed. How about an end of day drink? You know what I've been having lately? What double book? Oh I will God. have an end of day drink. I can't with somebody even look at you. I'm and cringing. then go to dinner with somebody else just so that I'm servicing my calendar. And what you did? We went through those people and go. Do you? Why
0: do you need? to be with that person. I, I know. I It was actually just about one person as a case study. And I said to you, why do you think you're meeting with them? And you said networking. You said, well, I, I think that maybe they might move back to New York and when they do, she might be a good source of business. And I said, "You don't well, work. do you really think Think that that's going to happen, and, and do you really want and that do business? W- that's what I asked next, and then I said, and if she did, would you really want that business? And you said no, right? And then I, what I got to, which is very interesting, is if I
1: say no to people I don't want to meet, okay, that's going to clear out my calendar quite a bit, and I'm afraid of being irrelevant and of it staying really empty. And then I realized, Rachel, you don't have any trust. That if you say no to what you don't want and leave the space for what you do want, your life will actually change and there will be much more me inside my week and I won't have to pull the covers over my head come Saturday.
0: Here's what I'm thinking about now. If I reclaim, maybe that's the key word. Yeah. Like, if I reclaim certain blocks of time in my life that right now feel to me like I'm the I'm underneath whatever the primary purpose of that time is. So everybody else's needs are the thing that's front and center, which makes me, I'm using my hands, like feel diminished, like the thing I really want. So if I just even push up a little bit, I mean, I don't have to take over so that every lunch, every meeting is about me. But if I ask myself, well, what would make you feel and look forward to this on your calendar, then I might actually feel like that lunch was some me time was, some was, was me part time. of me time. So, this, yeah. so what you're saying is
1: don't ask to be given me time. Claim me time. Claim
0: it as many times as you can so that you don't have to run away to get it. Well, this is the big thing. One thing we learned on the Rethinking Our Vacation show was that you can't just put all of those needs into one week and assume that for any reason, whether it's a day like my birthday gift for my parent, did you tell them I wanted the Four Seasons <laughs> or Peninsula, did you tell
1: um, Well, we're on the air now, so if you'd like to tell him, you can.
0: Peninsula, please. <laughs> um, but rather than putting all of those needs into either a day or a week away where we shut everything down, and I actually said this to you when we were talking about, because we're going to the Golden Door again in a couple weeks, I said to you, we cannot go there feeling depleted. We have to start to wind down the stress and reclaim some of that time so that we're actually arriving at the Golden Door feeling like we're in a good place. And I
1: don't want the Golden Door or any isolated experience to be like – dunking my head in ice water after being on fire for nine months. I don't want that because it'll just then heat up again. So what we're saying is we say we want to be alone, but maybe what we really want is more agency in our lives, more self-claiming at work right, so that you're not always associating, okay, I'm girding, you know, my loins for the day because it's going to be all about what can I do for you? How can I not disappoint you today? How can I serve you in some
0: way? Wait a minute. That's just a no-win game. You know what somebody said recently that did make me think this has to be a universal problem everyone is struggling with is someone said 0% of people are not thrilled When someone cancels – no, no, no. It's the line from George
1: Costanza on Seinfeld who says, there has never once been a person on my calendar who if they didn't cancel, I wouldn't be thrilled. Right. And I just – But
0: everyone feels that way. That's
1: because we are saying yes when we mean no. And I'm just saying as a rule, start saying either no or make it something you don't dread – Because if you look at your calendar and there are nothing but people you hope cancel, something's wrong. Then you're George Costanza and we know where that (laughs) ends. Okay. Ouch. We'll
0: be back to The Big Payoff next week.
1: If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters.